We all know it's essential to keep our business social accounts active and post relevant and engaging content regularly. But maybe you're struggling with ideas. Welcome to my monthly awareness dates content ideas to give you inspiration for the month ahead. Hi, you're listening to the Stress-Free Social Media Podcast. I'm Nicole Bromley, digital consultant at Copper and Guernsey, and I love helping businesses like yours flourish online and get rid of social media overwhelm. In today's episode of the Stress-Free Social Media Podcast, I'll be sharing with you 11 November dates and talking with Sunflower Project worker Hannah Billiard on Children's Grief Awareness Week and what is going on locally and how they support the Guernsey community. With each Awareness Day, think about how it might be relevant to your business, your clients, and the problems that you are solving with your products and services. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe to this podcast. So, let's start with Movember, a global movement that focuses on men's health. Men Grow Moustaches raising awareness and funds for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and mental health issues. It's not just about facial hair, it's about breaking stigmas and encouraging men to prioritise their well-being. You can get involved by becoming a mobro, growing a moustache, or a mo-sister, supporting the cause. Create a Movember fundraising page and invite friends and family to donate. You can use social media to spread awareness by starting a unique hashtag for your campaign, sharing your Movember journey, using photos and videos, educating your audience about men's health and engaging with like-minded individuals and organisations by tagging them in. For more information on how to sign up, donate or read stories, visit movember.com. Next up is World Vegan Day on the 1st of November, celebrating plant-based living and promoting the benefits of a vegan lifestyle. Veganism is not only about what we eat, but also how it impacts our health animals and the environment. You can get involved by embracing veganism, sharing your journey on social media, educating your audience and connecting with the global vegan community. Next up is Stress Awareness Day on the 1st of November, raising awareness about the effects of stress on our mental and physical health and an opportunity to learn stress management techniques and prioritise self-care and well-being. Established by the International Stress Management Association 25 years ago, they are encouraging you to get involved by promoting self-care, educating your audience on stress management, sharing personal stories and running interactive campaigns on social media. For more information, visit isma.org.uk. Next up is Guy Fawkes Night on the 5th of November, also known as Guy Fawkes Day, Bonfire Night and Fireworks Night, commemorating the failed gunpowder plot of 1605 when a group of conspirators, including Guy Fawkes, attempted to blow up the British Parliament. Guy Fawkes Night is observed primarily in Great Britain, involving bonfires and fireworks displays. You can get involved by attending local events, promoting safety, sharing historical insights and enjoying the traditional fun of some fancy dress. Next up is Children's Book Week from the 6th to the 12th of November, dedicated to nurturing young minds through the magic of literature and promoting the joy of reading among children and young adults. It aims to inspire a lifelong love for books. Join the celebration by sharing your favourite books, host a virtual story time session, 
offer book recommendations and support local libraries and bookstores. For more information, challenges, media packs and downloadable content, visit everychildareader.net. Stress-Free Social Media Podcast is sponsored by Copper, providing collaborative, simple and creative social media solutions to make your business flourish online. For more information, visit www.copper.gg. Next up is Social Media Kindness Day on the 9th of November, raising awareness for the need to be kind and foster a more positive online community on this and every day. Encouraging individuals to be more mindful of their online interactions and promoting positivity in the digital world. It's a reminder that small acts of kindness can make a big difference in the lives of others. Get involved by sharing uplifting content, complimenting others, challenging negativity and sharing stories of kindness on social media. Next up is World Diabetes Day on the 14th of November, raising awareness about diabetes, its prevention and management. The theme for World Diabetes Day from 2021 to 2023 is access to diabetes care. The focus of the campaign in 2023 is on delaying or preventing type 2 diabetes and diabetes-related complications with the slogan, Know Your Risk, Know Your Response. You can show your support and raise awareness of the need for more diabetes education in a number of ways. Share their type 2 diabetes risk assessment tool, take their education courses, display their visual assets, download and display posters, infographics and banners, organize an event, light up your local landmark in blue, submit your activities and images online or share a blue circle selfie with your story. To get involved and for more information, visit worlddiabetesday.org. Next up is Children's Grief Awareness Week from the 16th to the 23rd of November, raising awareness about the needs of grieving children, teens and their families. Organisations are joining the Childhood Bereavement Network, who is bringing back Sharing Shapes for 2023 and aiming to create a giant mural of support for bereaved children and young people. This year's theme is the shape of your support, focusing on the people around a bereaved child or young person, beyond their friends or family, who can be there to support them through their grief. The key question to ask this year is, who else can you ask for help or support beyond your friends and family? To join the murals of support on social media during Children's Grief Awareness Week, use the hashtags OurShapeOfSupport and CGAW23. To learn more about Children's Grief Awareness Week, download the free Sharing Shapes resource pack from the Childhood Bereavement Network website on childhoodbereavementnetwork.org.uk. This leads me nicely to our guest today, Hannah Rebilliard from the Youth Commission, who is leading the local Sunflower Project's involvement in Children's Grief Awareness Week. Welcome, Hannah, and thanks for talking with me today. Hannah, you work for the Sunflower Project, previously known as the Sunflower Trust, which is now part of the Youth Commission for Guernsey and Oldenley. Can you tell me a bit more about what the charity supports? Yes, certainly. So, as you said, it was the Sunflower Trust. It still gets called that quite a bit, but we are the Sunflower Project. We provide information, support, resources to families where children have been affected by a bereavement. Um, we provide that across Guernsey, Alderney. Um, this can be something as simple as a telephone call, so a family or a carer 
parent or carer phoning us up and wanting just a bit of advice. Am I okay to say this? Am I okay to say that? And a lot of the time it's just reassuring them. We can also send out email information, um, sort of pointers for conversation starters. Um, we've got some wonderful resources and books we can send out. Alongside that, we can invite families and carers to come into the Sunflower Project and meet with them to again do all of that. So talk to them, reassure them, share information. Um, if a young person needs a little bit more support, we've got one-to-one -one sessions that we can provide. So we would meet with a child or young person out in the community or at their school and just really explore how they're coping with the bereavement and help them to kind of navigate their grieving journey. We also have the Sunflower Club, which is specifically for children and young people affected by the death of a parent or sibling. So that's quite a specialist little group where we meet twice a month and come together and mostly just have fun. And they've got that kind of shared lived experience to kind of just have a giggle together, but be alongside others that get it. We are just back from our therapeutic weekend. So throughout the year, the Sunflower Project provides lots of opportunities for young people with the aim of kind of reducing isolation and reducing that sense of I'm the only one going through this. So at the end of September, we invited eight young people who had all been affected by the death of a parent to spend the weekend with us, um, exploring their feelings, their emotions, having an opportunity to remember the person that had died um, having lots of fun. So they did lots of climbing and archery. So throughout the year we have those a lot on top of the kind of one-to-one -one support and the phone support we offer those residential opportunities as well. That's amazing. Um, and so was it just you um, from the Sunflower Project um, or was there a team of you? Team, definitely a team. So I'm very lucky within the Youth Commission there are workers who will come along and provide support um, at the at the residential weekends we've got volunteers who come along and help as well but it was it, energy levels would definitely not be sustained if there wasn't a team of us to try and keep up with the young people running wild so as well as those things running throughout the year we recognize that at certain times of the year young people might find it difficult so Christmas for instance we've got Christmas coming up which is a wonderful time for young people but if they're really missing someone important to them that can be really hard and what we want to do is try and Bring, into act, bring in activities or opportunities that they can speak about maybe missing that person or struggling a little bit. So we are hosting a Remembering at Christmas activity where all, all of the community will be invited to come along to that just to remember a special person. It's craft-based. I think last year we made little tea light holders and painted them, um, paint baubles to go on the trees. I think this year we're probably going to do wreath-making but throughout the year, we recognise that there are some key dates that actually can, young people can really struggle with. So again, Mother's Day and Father's Day, we host a similar event where we encourage young people to come be with others and get some support. Talking about volunteers, um, how do volunteers get involved with the Sunflower Project, Hannah? And I guess if anyone's listening and that wants to offer their help, are there any requirements? Yep, so our Sunflower volunteers are generic youth commission volunteers so they do the generic youth commission training and have the checks and references done and then what we're able to do is provide them with some more specific grief awareness training so that they can um, sensitively get alongside the young people that we're working with but if anyone's interested in volunteering they just need to get in touch with us at the youth commission um, and find out a little bit more about what, what they need to do but there are opportunities throughout the year 
um, volunteers who might want to do befriending type support. So perhaps after myself or one of the workers has completed some one-to-one work with them, they might just still benefit from having someone to give them a bit of time. So that befriending, mentoring role. Um, We also have volunteers that help at the residentials, the Sunflower Club, um, as well as the special events I mentioned. Do you think there is anything more that can be done locally to support children and young people experiencing a bereavement or who have a seriously ill family member? I think the biggest thing we can do is do a bit of a cultural shift. We're all quite uncomfortable about talking about death and especially, you know, some people can find it hard to talk to another adult, let alone talking to a child. What we really want to do is encourage more openness and honesty around those conversations. So what we see and what we've learned is that actually children and young people have better outcomes if they're involved and if they're told what's going on. Children, even from a young age, can pick up on really, really tiny changes. So we as adults might be doing our level best to protect them from something that's going on. But they know, they hear whispers, they realise someone else is picking them up. And what the danger is, if we're not open and honest, is actually they can imagine something even worse. So what we want to do and what we encourage is to give people the confidence um, to share information. It's got to be age appropriate. Um, so we, we offer a little bit of guidance on um, developmental stages and understanding of grief so that people can kind of pitch what they're saying at the right level and give them the I guess the permission sometimes to do that. It completely goes against your nature as a parent to say something that you know is going to make a little person sad. But going through that process and helping them to know that it's okay to be really sad and or really angry, um, but it's okay to feel really happy as well. So I think the biggest thing we can do is probably talk about it more. Um, there is lots of things that go on locally that are really good. So there's lots of really good joined up working. Um, I really do have the pleasure of working with some awesome colleagues at the Borgs, the staff up at Bulstrode, um, some really lovely joined up working that supports the families and the children to have really as, as best outcomes they can through a bereavement or a serious illness or a cancer journey. I was going to say, because some experiences are short but some may be over you know a year or several years you know it may be quite long the period of um uh of uh, i guess dying you know from diagnosis or whatever so um how, how do you cope with someone who's um on that longer journey compared to someone that's maybe you know had a, a surprise diagnosis or something like that yeah i mean serious illness I've been with the Sunflower Project for a year and in that year the number of referrals we've received for young people and families wanting support relating to serious illness, particularly cancer, has seriously risen. Um, As a direct response to that, the Youth Commission have recognised actually there's a real need here. So at the moment Sunflower Project covers serious illness and bereavement and what we're going to be doing next year is moving the serious illness part away from Sunflower into its own service. So that'll become the Navigators Project, um, which is going to be a, a, a specific worker able to do that longer term work with children that are going through a cancer journey. We launched an, the Navigators event um, earlier this year, which was aimed at families um, where the parent or primary carer had received a cancer diagnosis um, at whatever stage they were at. So whether they just had the diagnosis or they were further along in their cancer journey and whatever the prognosis, we invited those families to come along. And we had five families attend who 
were able to access some new resources that Youth Commission has got that we want to distribute out into the community that are basically kits, as it were, to support families to talk about cancer, to be playful with some of the ideas around it, so games that they can engage with children with to introduce the idea of cancer, things like social stories, so actually pictures of what radiotherapy looks like, pictures of what chemotherapy looks like. And the children that attended that event were able to go into a room with other young people and do activities such as jelly bean tasting. So that, And we talked to them about actually if mummy, and da- mummy or daddy's going to have treatment, they might lose their taste. The Bullstrode staff ran that event jointly with us and brought along a load of wigs. They even put a cannula in a little teddy bear so that, again, we're trying to reduce that fear around it so that they know what's going on. Um, and we're going to be holding another Navigators event um, later this year that, again, we'll be inviting families to come along to. Bullstrode will be doing the same. So that is a growing, growing need in our community and we want families and children to be in the best possible place to navigate their cancer journeys so it's a really exciting development that that's going to be happening within the youth commission that's great hannah um i'd love to hear a bit more about it when the next event's happening um thinking about words do you cover like what words you know are okay to say like the word death and things like that and because i think sometimes um especially in our society people are scared of saying the word death they might say past or do you know what I mean and um, I'm, I'm guilty of it sometimes as well but yeah do you cover like what words mean and what you know the fact that you can say those words as well yeah language is language is a real tricky point and I've done it as well I mean previously I and I probably still slip into it occasionally but it is really important to use those clear honest language it's okay to say death it's okay to say dying I think sometimes when we skirt around them and um, and don't use them, the fear builds up around them. And there's lots of instances where language can be misunderstood. There was an example given on one of the trainings that I attended where when the Queen died and um, the Queen's body was laid to rest in the chapel, there was a child that was very distressed because they wanted to know where the head was because the language used when describing was the body had been laid to rest and they thought the head was somewhere else. I hadn't even thought about that. Another example is um, a dad who had a heart attack whose little boy thought his heart had been physically attacked, injured in some way. So it's really, really important to check in with children. So we might think we're using really clear, honest language, but if we're gentle and curious, we can just double check, have they really got it? Or have they gone off down another path that we didn't even predict? That's really interesting. So we're here talking about Children's Grief Awareness Week. What does that mean to you all here and what are you doing to market, Hannah? Yeah, so we're already starting to work on Children's Grief Awareness Week. Um, This year the theme is the shape of your support so thinking about when young people have been affected by a bereavement who and what was in their support and they're thinking quite creatively about communities so was it a teacher or was it a youth worker was it a GP who helped them along that journey and the purpose and the aim of Children's Grief Awareness Week is to engage with young people because we know that 90% of under 17-year-olds have experienced someone close to them die. Um, One in every class of children under 16 have had a parent or sibling 
die. So we know this affects a lot of people and there's that ripple effect. So that it might be someone's best friend's mum died or, you know, it's not just necessarily the child affected, that ripple effect. And what Children's Grief Awareness Week does is um, really bring us to a point where we engage with youth, youth across the island, that we listen to what they say and that we give them a voice. And they're doing this with these sharing shape hexagons and they're inviting young people to decorate them and colour them in and fill them in and write them. Um, And what they're going to do is produce a local mural. So they're going to knit together these hexagons and then Childhood Bereavement Network produce the visual artwork. So there'll be a local Guernsey mural, but then the Guernsey um, and ordinary young people, their artwork will go into the national mural. So all of that work's going ahead so that we've got that artwork ahead of Children's Grief Awareness Week in November. During that week, we will be going and having stands in the secondary schools across the island. So we'll have a presence over the lunchtime. We'll have colourful, lovely stalls. Um, We'll have wonderful Youth Commission staff talking, engaging with young people. In previous years, we've had young people who do access the Sunflower Project come up to us and say, oh, hi, um, and telling their friends what we do. Um, But it's, it's wanting everyone, all the young people, to have a voice about their experience. So it's not just Sunflower Project young people that are going to be doing this. It's across across the island. We're also going to be doing a lot in the media. So hopefully when this lovely mural is produced, we will get it out into the press or uh, across social media. And we want to really do that with the aim of highlighting children's grief and navigate them trying to navigate this journey to the whole community. We're also going to be doing some training. So on the 1st of November, we are providing uh, a training called Understanding Grief in Young People. And it's an evening training. And we really hope to get a cross sector of everyone in the community. So it'd be great to have teachers coming along to that, um, doctors, lots of different people we'd love to get that this training will enable people to feel a little bit more confident about having those conversations. So the training isn't about preparing bereavement workers. The training is about just giving a little bit more confidence that they can have those conversations and if they need help, where to go. And the event is free, is that right? Yeah, free event. If they contact the Sunflower Project, we can send them more information about that. Um, Places are limited. We would like to run it again later in the year or early next year. But if people express an interest, if there aren't spaces on this one, we could perhaps take their details and let them know about an upcoming one. That sounds really interesting. And as as you you say, it can appeal to many people over here in Guernsey. Thank you, Hannah. Um, It's been really interesting to talk to you today. Um, If anyone locally wishes to find out more about this community training event or the Sunflower Project, please get in touch via the Youth Commission in Guernsey on 01481 724421 or visit youthcommission.gg or email sunflowerteam at youthcommission.gg. The team also has a Facebook page with information, resources and useful links. Next up is International Men's Day on the 19th of November, promoting awareness of men's health issues, highlighting positive role models and encouraging gender equality. It's a day to recognise and celebrate men's contributions to their families, communities and the world. Get involved by sharing positive stories, promoting health and well-being, engaging in meaningful conversations and supporting men's charities on social media. Next up is Black Friday on the 25th of November, a day known for shopping deals and discounts. 
Traditionally, it marks the beginning of the Christmas shopping season and many stores offer promotions to attract shoppers and often open early. Participate responsibly by researching deals, setting a budget, sharing deals with your network and promoting small businesses on social media. Well, that's nearly it, but I've just got one more awareness day to finish with. Cyber Monday on the 28th of November is an online shopping event taking place on the first Monday after Black Friday, offering exclusive online deals and discounts. For businesses, it's a prime opportunity to boost sales and connect with customers in the digital realm. To maximise this day, plan attractive offers in advance, invest in social media advertising, engage with customers and provide top-notch service and encourage user-generated content to build trust. And that's it for November content ideas. Thanks so much for listening. If you post content having listened to this, let us know in the comments and keep an eye out for our December awareness dates next month. Happy post-creating.